Take two. We didn't record last week. It was a lot. It's final season. It's final season. Graduation. Mm -hmm. We're stressed. So we took the week off. Yeah. There was plenty to listen to. So yeah. (laughs) There's like nine hours of us just talking about things on Yes, there. but we're coming at you with a solid episode this week. Before we start, I was talking to someone a while ago, because um, I had mentioned that we were doing a podcast, mm-hmm. and I was like, we started out with a very strict format that we followed for probably three episodes, and then we were just kind of like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to talk about whatever's on our mind. And so we have. Yeah, it's great. This week, we're talking books, books book adaptations, books, 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 articles, things you should read, things you should watch, newspapers, how to educate yourself about reading. <laughs> I only know reading and that's it. That's not true. I think call it, I think communications specifically has taught me how to yeah. read better. Yeah, same. I think what's going to be interesting today is we're coming at you with an avid reader and a journalist. I love books so yeah. fucking much. I blame my mother. We used to do this thing when we were younger that my mom, it started with the book Little Women. Mm-hmm. And so my mom would read like two or three chapters to me and my sister before bed, which like someone does. But I don't recall like my mom, well, I was probably little, but she always just read us chapter books. We never mm-hmm. had, we had picture books, obviously, but like a lot of the time she read chapter books. And so over Thanksgiving break, when I was home, we read together, like we took turns reading one book, mm-hmm. like a chapter at a time each. That's cool. Oh my God. It was fantastic. Nice. I felt like an eight-year-old again, just like hanging out with my mom and reading. Mm-hmm. It was great. But yeah, avid book reader. I'm a huge fan of books. I also love books. I just can't read for fun when school is happening. That's fair. Because I have to do so much reading and writing yeah. that I can't handle. It's just too many more words. All the things in the brain. But it's something I want to get better at because I love reading. Do you know what I learned? I learned that there are people who can't like make the images in their heads oh when you when that's they read. wild i learned like people it's they're just i know that this they're just words on the page that mm-hmm. like somebody but like my brain is always like okay this is what the city looks like yeah i also have this horrible tendency like i can't read in public mm-hmm. for the most part but with the masks for like covid safety it, it's better mm-hmm. but my i match the facial expressions of like that's cool what the book characters do so they'll be like and he winked and i'll just be like wink and i'm like i should stop doing that i also have very visceral action reactions uh-huh. to book stuff um like i was reading something and something happened and i threw the book because i was like mm-hmm. i can't do it and like i had to go pick up the book mm-hmm. so it gave me time to cool down <laughs> but no i am yeah i am a very avid reader i love it so much mm-hmm. it is one of my favorite things to do i also love reading i'm a news consumer yeah. and a news writer as well so it's fun. Yeah. I like talking about this kind of stuff. Words make me happy. <laughs> words are, it's so weird how like so much, like so many words can just mm-hmm. create like an entire universe. Yeah. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In both nonfiction and fiction. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I think- prefer to read fiction books, but I love journalism. Do you, you know what's super funny is I, so you know how like in elementary school you learn what fiction and nonfiction means? Mm-hmm. Okay. Every time someone says nonfiction to me, I go, it's not fake. And then for fiction, I go, okay, it's fake. Because, like, that's the only way that my brain can Yeah, I would get them mixed up, too. That's the only way my brain can be like, that's what they mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Should we start with this? No, let's end with the fun question. Okay. I want you... I want, oh, shit, you've article recs? Yeah. Look at you. Well, I figured I read more articles than I do books. Fair enough. So, um, I figured... It would be, um, sorry, Siri tried to go off on me again. God damn it, Siri. Um, I, earlier today, I was explaining a thing about Game of Thrones, and Siri caught all of it. It was like, I don't understand. 
Me neither, Siri. You know, like, for, some, like, same. for some reason, all I can think of, like, this is an A-B conversation. See your way out of like, <laughs> like, I'm, like, eight. <laughs> what the heck? But, anyways, so I have some article recommendations. I'm so excited. Because I average about two or three books a year, mm-hmm. which I want it to be higher than that, but it just doesn't happen. I wouldn't enjoy it if I read more than that yeah would you Um, say you're a pretty slow reader oh i'm an incredibly slow reader i cannot i can write fast i can't read fast which i think is it should be the other way i think one of the best aspects of like electronic books is that you can see how long it Mm -hmm. takes you to read like a book and so i can read uh you know what i might just look and see like what the longest book i've read is Mm -hmm. and like what i how long it's taken me and i found out i read faster digitally than i do with paper yeah, and i think you... it's because i don't know how much i'm reading whereas mm-hmm. i'm very aware of how much i'm reading on paper but yeah i'm a very slow reader that's a reason why i don't read very often is because it takes a lot of brain power. i think that yeah it's one of those things my reading journey um okay so i read this one book online and it took me it says six hours and 42 minutes, but that can't be right because I've also read... Well, that's probably close. Mm-hmm. So it took me about six hours to read a 600-page book. So that's like nice. 100 pages an hour. Nice. That's not a bad time. I don't know what like, the fastest yeah, it reading It takes time. me like two or three hours to read 100 pages, <laughs> but that's I, okay. But Everyone also, reads it different. I also skip stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, I'm a big skim reader. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with, like, articles and, like, coursework. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, reading books, I do find myself, like, having to go back a couple times being like, I missed something. Yeah, I am the opposite. I take in every single <laughs> word. Like, I can't skip over it or I'm convinced I missed something, uh-huh. which I've realized has seeped into how I transcribe because I transcribe everything everyone says in my interviews, even though I don't need to because I'm going to use maybe 10% of it <laughs> in the story. Well, also, the reason you wanted to talk about books is because you wrote a, an article for... I did write an article. ...about bookstores. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the bookstores mm-hmm. and it was great. Yeah, I wrote an article for the Gonzaga Bulletin about local bookstores, which I found out on Saturday, that that story was actually came out in, like, perfect timing because Independent Bookstore Day was on Saturday. I love that. Yeah. Serendipitous so, event. Yeah, so I wrote that, and it made me excited. I do love books, and then when I go to a bookstore, I love it. My retirement dream mm-hmm. is to own a bookstore. Listen, hit me up. We'll own a bookstore together. We'll do. I think we would make fantastic bookstore owners. I think so, too. But, okay. yeah, so I have some article recommendations. Pop off. I also have some book recommendations, but not as many, um, because I read journalism more. More. That's fair. Um, so here's the list. This is just what I've read in, like, the past few months, because I couldn't think back far enough <laughs> every piece of journalism I've read in my life. You're like, um... Okay. Also, it becomes outdated pretty quickly. So you, you know what? Honestly, don't care. Top of it. I'm so ready. So the first one is called "Captain, My Captain: How the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Confronts the Legacy of America's Hero." It's an Entertainment Weekly. It's by Nick Romano. It's a feature Q and A situation, and it's really interesting. And they get into the depths of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus, which finished on Friday. Which finished on Friday, and it's really good. I read this article. About two days before the show started. So is it a Q&A with the cast? Yeah, with it's with um, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie for sure. And the showrunner might be in it, but I don't remember. Okay. I might have read a different article that had that in it. But that's a really good one. Does it, when it, when it says, when you say confront, does it only confront like the, just like Captain America in general? Or does it also, do they talk about like 
Um, I think it's because, like, Captain America, his, one of his nicknames is he's America's hero. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're referring to the Steve Rogers legacy and mm-hmm. what that means for um, these two characters who do not fit that legacy. Because, okay. like, Sam is a black man. Right. And is Bucky. a super soldier. And Bucky has problems. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky is a conundrum He's himself. just trying his best. He's doing his best with a little then, robotic arm. Okay. So that's an Entertainment Weekly. Also, these articles are all over the place. The next one is I read for my comm class. Okay. I didn't, it wasn't required reading. I read it for an issue post. Okay. Because I had to, every, background, every week we have to write a post about news that, where we describe what's said and then we analyze what's said and then we connect it to class. Yeah. And so we get to pick the article every (laughs) week. You just described an entire comm class. Yeah. That's literally all this That's all my major is. So um, this article is called, In San Francisco, Turmoil Over Reopening Schools Turns City Against Itself. Holy shit. It's in the New York Times. It's so good. There's a paywall at the New York Times. If you go to Gonzaga, you have a free subscription. (gasps) Okay, keep going. You make a really good point. So um, that article is really, really good. It kind of goes through the tension in San Francisco in terms of socioeconomics and of race and how a lot of people on the school boards in San Francisco are very rich and they are pretty much just like gentrifying it's bad and like underrepresented communities are not being represented well in the San Francisco schools and it's causing an even bigger learning gap than there already is it's a big issue right and this story goes from zero to 60 real fast it's awesome i love that and then the next one is called the filibuster's racist history explained it's in vox oh i didn't plug the authors for the new york times story it's thomas fuller and kate taylor the filibuster's racist history explained i also read this for calm it's in vox it's by zach bucamp yeah yeah sure that's how i would say it it's a really interesting story about how the filibuster is systemically racist Fair read, enough. Read it, find out more. It's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> the next one is also an Entertainment Weekly. I've had a subscription to Entertainment Weekly since I was 12. It's the reason I wanted to become a journalist. That's so cute. And this article is called The West Wing Cast Has Reunited and Wants You dot 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 to vote. It's an Entertainment Weekly. It's by J.D. Heyman and it's awesome. Uh, the West Wing, this story came out in Entertainment Weekly's like 30th anniversary issue because mm-hmm. the West Wing was also like celebrating an anniversary at that time and it was around election season so it was very prominent timely Timely. um and it's really good it goes through the legacy of the west wing and how the politics they were addressing then are relevant now because that show is so relevant right now like Mm -hmm. so relevant and it came out 20 years ago so highly recommend watching the show and reading the article my favorite article i've read this year is the one i have next it's called how gonzaga zagged (laughs) It's in Sports Illustrated. Is that the one with the picture that I was like, that's a stupid picture? Yes, and I was ready to fight. Because <laughs> I think it's the most brilliant cover ever made. I was like, that's dumb. So, um, this guy, Greg Bishop, wrote about the Gonzaga men's basketball team and the history of it for Sports Illustrated. It was a cover story. And if you get on Sports Illustrated, it's a big deal. Like, that, well, that's from me as a Gonzaga fan and me as a journalist saying that's a huge deal and 
it's such a good story. And what's interesting about it is the history of Gonzaga basketball is really well documented and quite frankly, over covered. Like there's, <laughs> yeah. on, there's only so many times you can tell the story of Gonzaga yeah. basketball and we've heard it a bunch of times. I've heard it. You hear it like on tours. Mm-hmm. You hear it like in your first year seminar. Mm-hmm. You hear it walking down the hall. You know it whether you want to or not. Yep. Um, and I am a big fan. So I read all of this stuff. And as a journalist, like, I learned from reading this kind of stuff and how to write better. But this article, it is so good. Like, he wrote it so well, and it documents the history from an angle that, like, I've never read before. um, I mean, like, the whole thing with Gonzaga is, like, chronicling. It was, like, a Cinderella story turned powerhouse. But he's talking about just its upward trajectory and how it's become, like, the program in college basketball. It's really interesting. Highly recommend reading it, whether you're a Gonzaga fan or not, because this is a great piece of journalism. Um, and then the last one, we had to read for philosophy. Yes. <laughs> it's called Escape the Echo Chamber. Echo Chamber. It's on Eon? Aeon? A-E-O-N. It's by C.T. Nugin. Nugin. It's really good. It um, talks a lot about the value-free ideal and how important it is to diversify the information you're getting mm-hmm. and question the information you're getting. Mm-hmm. And Ashton Kutcher shared it on social media. (laughs) (laughs) And our philosophy professor knows the author. So it's like, she was like, win, win, win. (laughs) It's super relevant. It is science-based, but the ideas are universal and apply to everything. I was, for our reflection for philosophy, I talked about how, because one of the questions was like, where do you see yourself in like, post-college mm-hmm. graduation in regards to like one through three and one of the things I was like is <laughs> I was like I'm gonna be very aware of the research that I do and mm-hmm. how it could be perceived in the future mm-hmm. and also like if college students have to read it and deal with like my thoughts <laughs> I'm gonna be aware of that like yeah. <laughs> I'll be aware of it now yeah but yeah that story is really good highly recommend and then the two evergreen stories all of these stories I think came out within the last year or so these two stories both came out in 2019 I think it was when I was working at the Atlanta. I love that they're called evergreen stories. That's why I saw them. That it means that you can read them anytime. I don't know why they're called evergreen, but they are. That's some journalism. I love journalism jargon. (laughs) I know. I start talking and people will be like, "Huh?" I'm like, "Oh, sorry." That's like jargon. (laughs) I was talking to someone like freshman year, and I was like, "Oh man, it smells like it's gonna rain outside." And they were like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And I was like. You're not from Washington, are you? And they're like, no. And I was like, so basically. (laughs) Yeah, journalism is filled with jargon. And sometimes I forget that. That's okay. That's why. I'll say like, you buried the lead and people will be like, huh? You're like, it's nowhere. I don't see it. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so those stories are, um, one's called Climber Jess Ross Kelly reached his pinnacle of achievement before his death. Now his family is left searching for answers. It's in the Pacific Northwest Inlander. And it's by Wilson... Crisoni. I know Wilson. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Now you just sound like a bad friend. Yeah. The story is absolutely incredible. It is so well written. It's so moving. Like, it's really, really, really good. The other one is a commentary called Don't Saute Your Laptop and Other Home Cooking Tricks. (laughs) It's by Daniel Walters, who I think has the most distinct voice I've ever read in journalism. He's awesome. He's an interesting person to be around in person, but he is a brilliant writer. And that story is all about his cooking journey I and love it, that. it's really funny i've only gotten good at cooking because we share dinner responsibilities yeah. in the house other than that i i could not cook but yeah that story is really good highly recommend <laughs> don't saute your laptop yeah it's because he almost caught his laptop on fire <laughs> one of my favorite tiktoks is like this guy 
mentioning that this girl is using his laptop as a cutting board. <laughs> it's so good. And he, she's like, well, mine's in the dishwasher. And he's like, well, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> I was like, what? So oh, they, took, actually, they took that seriously. I have another article I want to recommend that I read. In the meantime, what do you recommend? Um, Reading, just in general. In, just in general. You know, I got, I got a lot of good ones. Um, I've talked about it before, and I will never stop talking about it. Peter Pan is a good book to read. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Ooh, you know what's, like, one of, like, the books... You know how people talk about, like, having core memories mm-hmm. from Inside Out? Mm-hmm. One, Sorry. I com- just remembered what my PowerPoint idea was. <laughs> <laughs> the visceral reaction that just happened. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, dang it. The note's on my phone. <laughs> I need to write it down before Christ. I forget. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is really important. <laughs> We've been having PowerPoint nights as a house, and last week I did books that have been turned into movies, and was it worth it? So this is a very timely podcast. But, okay, the idea I had was explaining what the inside of my brain looks like, <laughs> as, like through the way the brain is structured in Inside Out. <laughs> okay. With the core memory. Yes, so I would, like, cast all the emotions... <laughs> And then I'd explain what my islands That's are. That's such a good, Isn't idea. That a good idea. If you don't do that, I might steal it. I'm still gonna do the dreams be explained by me, who's only seen it on TikTok. Through how brains work in, inside. There out. was like a YouTube trend for a while where people did that. Okay, sorry. Where they like took their brains and like added aspects. Dan, Dan, Daniel Howell did that. That's cool. It's it's a pretty cool video. It's very old, but it's pretty cool. Nice. Um, what was Sorry. I saying? You were talking about core memories. <laughs> my core memory. One of my biggest memories from like when I think I really learned how much I enjoy reading was in eighth grade. We had to read The Outsiders mm-hmm. for. Did you guys? You had to read. The I Outsiders. read that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah, it's one of my favorite books mm-hmm. of all times. Like in the top ten for sure. Um, and we got it, and I started reading it. And I finished it that Friday, like the first day mm-hmm. that we had it. I just read it all the way That's through. That's awesome. It's not a long read because mm-hmm. it's a, a short book. It's a short book. It's it's more. I think it's is it more of a novella or is it still just a book? I think it's just a book. Because um, I remember it taking me a sec to get through. <laughs> I read it that Friday, and then I watched the. Um, I found the movie illegally on YouTube nice. in like sections, and that's when my obsession with C. Thomas Howell and like Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. and like all of the actors who are like Ralph Macchio mm-hmm. um, took off. Nice. And I was like, this is my, it's definitely one of my favorite books, but that's like one of the first explicit memories I have with books where I remember just sitting down and reading it in one sitting, mm-hmm. which is like something I did a lot in over uh, Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. I think I read probably like two or three series of books yeah. just in one sitting because I was like, I have the time to read. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. And it was great. Nice. It's the best, the best break of my life. I like it. I know. I plan on reading a lot in my two months off. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, me too. Okay, the article is called They Believe in Ambitious Women, But They Also See the Cost. It's in the New York Times. And what it is is this author who, I don't have the link up, so I don't know who wrote it. Um, This author interviewed six or eight um, teens back in 2016 Mm -hmm. about the election when they were still in high school. They're all from Oregon. And then she interviewed them again four years later, asking them the same questions, and it, like, compares their opinion to changing. That's so cool. And it's pretty much about, like, how they perceive women in politics. Oh. And what they want to do with that and what the cost of being a woman in politics is if they want to get into it, they don't want to get into it, all that stuff. It's really, really interesting, and the photos are gorgeous, so. 
that's what I wanted to recommend. There is a lot that happened in those last five minutes there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I've never had such a visceral that reaction. Cra- that was crazy. You literally, like, pushed yourself away <laughs> from your desk, and you were like, huh. I was like, oh, my God. That's I what lo- it came back to me. Because I remember when I had that idea, I was like, this is genius. I need to do this. And then I forgot it, and yeah. I was bummed about it. And then I remembered. Should, that's a really good one. That's a really, 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 really good one. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what we're currently reading. Okay. Um, What am I currently reading? Uh, oh, shit. Okay. I finished, um, I don't think I've started a new book. That's not true. I, so I have a bunch of like TikTok saved Mm -hmm. of like book recommendations. The problem is that a lot of them are the same books. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I found this one book that on TikTok and I started reading it online and then I ordered it, like I bought the book Mm -hmm. and I just haven't like sat down to read it, but every book I start that I get through like the online app I start and then I don't like Mm -hmm. like I try to give books like four or five chapters Mm -hmm. before I give up on them because that's like a lot of the world building is in those first chapters exposition's boring it's boring hot take (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first exposition it's fucking boring Mm -hmm. um but I just I couldn't get into it so the last book that like new books that I read Mm -hmm. I think was the Six of Crows duology. No, that's a lie. I read um, uh, the Never the the Peter Pan one. Mm. Uh, let me. I can't remember the name. Hold on. Uh, what about you? What's the first book? You, the um, book you're reading right now. The book I'm reading right now that I am forty pages into is called Sense of Style: The Thinking Person's Guide to Writing in the Twenty First Century by Steven Pinker. It is. I'm bad at explaining books, so I'm just going to straight up read the back. Perfect. Um, it says. Why is so much writing so bad? And how can we make it better? <laughs> That's what a time strong start. Um, is the English language being corrupted by texting and social media? No. Do the kids today even care about good writing? No. And why should any of us care? In this entertaining and eminently practical book, the best-selling cognitive scientist Steven Pinker rethinks the usage guide for today's writers, using examples of great and gruesome modern prose while avoiding and scolding tone of the classic manuals he shows how the art of writing can be a form of pleasurable mastery and intellectually and intellectually fascinating the sense of style is for writers of all kinds and for readers who are interested in how the sciences of the mind can illuminate how language works at its best this book was recommended to me by johnny harris who is the guy i just showed you before we started recording and so far it's really good it's a writing manual and then i'm also working on well i haven't been working on it. i haven't picked it up since like december but um i'm reading the invisible life of Addie larue it's by v.e schwab i love um, v.e schwab i read um vicious by them mm-hmm. um which i think is like completely left field of what the invisible life of Addie larue is mm-hmm. um but it, incredible writer mm-hmm. yeah it's a really good book it's pretty chunky um i like it though it's really good i don't want to say much about it because well it's hard to explain but also i think it's more fun if you go into it i not think knowing that just anything. me might be their writing style because vicious is kind of hard to explain mm-hmm. too like, well it's about this girl from like 1600s france who makes a deal with essentially the devil and she doesn't age like she can't die she doesn't age she stays 23 forever and mm-hmm. it's about her living these 500 years of her life and it switches between like these two days in new york city in like 2013 and then like every year all the times that's that. so funny because in um 
vicious it switches from like a countdown to a specific day Mm -hmm. and then like 10 years ago so it'll be like 10 years ago and then it'll be like this is what happened and it'll be like 48 hours Mm -hmm. and that's like that's how every chapter is Mm -hmm. That's so... I love I love when writing style. Yeah, like that. it's cool. It's a good book. I recommend it. I also like when books are told from first person, and this one is. Yeah, so the last book that I read was Lost in the Neverwoods, and I think we talked... Like, I talked about it briefly, mm-hmm. but it's a retelling of Peter Pan, which, like, Peter Pan is one of those books that I read, like, randomly, because mm-hmm. it's a classic, quote-unquote. Yeah. And it's just, like, a, it's by Aidan Thomas. It's a retelling, but it's also retelling Peter Pan from Wendy's point of view. Mm-hmm. So, Wendy's the main character, and basically her and her brothers go into the woods and get lost for, two, like, two years, mm-hmm. and then she comes back and her her brothers don't. Oh. Um, and, like, it's her trying to deal with, like, the trauma of that a little bit, and then, like, Peter shows up and he remembers her, but she doesn't remember him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of this, like, stuff happens. Nice. It's really good. And it touches on aspects of, like, so Peter Pan is, like, there's some conversation about, like, Peter Pan being, um, like, a way for kids to deal with death and, like, being, like, the purgatory dealer mm-hmm. with them to help them. Because, like, the, th- the thing is, is, like, Peter Pan collects l- little boys when they fall out of their bas- their baskets. Mm-hmm. Like, die mm-hmm. um and that's why like little girls don't because they don't follow their baskets um and so they're like oh so it's it, it's really good it, nice. t- it touches on that a little bit I too like which that. i thought was nice and then there's like some things that like are talked about in the original peter pan by jm barry that he like brings up mm-hmm. um which i like when there's like little things um relating to like the source material I yeah guess, if that makes sense i think that's cool i feel that i mean i'm reading a book about writing so we have our, we all I have our taste. No, my okay. sister found it on TikTok and was like, "You need to buy this book." And I said, "Bet." And she said, "Okay." And then I bought it. And I also bought. Um, oh my god, I've spent so much money this year on books, just like because I'll find books. Um, like I went to the Ark, and I read this one book called The Wanderer mm-hmm. in like middle school, and it's about this girl named Sophie who goes on a ship. And with her brother or her cousins and her uncle and it's just like about living on the ship and i'm pretty sure like the ship clashes or something mm-hmm. and i can't like can't remember everything of it but i read it and my sister read it and we loved it and i saw it at the arc and i was like i have to buy this mm-hmm. like i can't not have this book yeah um so i need <laughs> i need to stop i know i need to actually read the books i have instead of buying them but yeah i wanted to read a quote from this to show how good of a writer this dude is okay which makes sense because he's writing a book about writing Writing. yeah you have to be Um, pretty good about things yeah i keep reading this book and i'm like wow he's so good at writing and then i'm like he should be yeah (laughs) Um, this is job he said a writer like a cinematographer manipulates the viewer's perspective on an ongoing story with the verbal equivalent of camera angles and quick cuts i love that yeah it's really cool and he writes so clearly and so effectively and it's really interesting um, yeah, I think one of my favorite and least favorite things is when books become movies mm-hmm. and TV series. Like, we're watching Shadow and Bone right now, so which good. is based off of the Shadow and Bone trilogy by, I don't know how to say her name. I think it's Leah, Lee, um... Leah Bardugo? Yes, Bardugo. Yeah, you know what, let's go with that. Leah Bardugo. Um, it's so good. Even the, the show, like, by itself is good, but mm-hmm. I convinced you to read the books, which I... I'm so excited. I'm so okay. excited to hear your thoughts about Here's it. Here's the thing. I love heists. Oh my god. Thank you. <laughs> and 
I love a good heist book. I love a good heist movie. I would love to pull off a heist someday. Although I won't. Um, Listen, we both want to commit crimes. We're not gonna. <laughs> Anyways, so Ocean, all the Oceans movies, phenomenal. Yeah. There's this book series that I read when I was in middle school, high school, and it, it's called Heist Society. First off, sounds incredible. It's really solid. Like, if you want, I mean, it's a teen book, so go in with a grain of salt, but yeah. it's, I love it. I thought it was so good. I was obsessed with it. So I love anything that has to do with a heist and an elaborate plan, and that's what this is. That's all Kaz Brecker's character It literally is. has the word heist in the subtitle. Seriously, like... <laughs> I almost said subheadline. <laughs> it is like a subheadline. Seriously, I, so I got it from TikTok, and I was like, it can't be that good, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, first off, okay... Before I even get into that, <laughs> the order to read the books. Unclear. Unclear. Because I have heard... I don't think it matters. I don't either. I have heard... The thing that I have heard... Yeah. The thing that I have heard is that if you read the Shadow and Bone series first, it kind of sets up a little bit more for the duology. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think the Shadow and Bone book is kind of boring. Like, I'm going to read it because now I want to know what happens in the... Like, how it compares to the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Um... But even the show, I could care less about what Alita and Mel are doing. <laughs> Give me the crows. I yeah, want to know the crows what, are awesome. I want to see Kaz scheming. I want to see Jesper shooting. Mm-hmm. I want to see Nez climbing things. Like, and there's a couple. Of, there's one character from the book who's not in this season. His mm-hmm. name is Wylan. He's <laughs> this character is so good. He is like the youngest of the crows. So they're all like 17, 18-ish. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, he can't, it's not really established. This is completely spoilers. That's okay. He can't read. He's uh-huh. illiterate, but he's really fucking smart. Uh-huh. And so it comes up as a problem a couple <laughs> times in the book. But it they're just like so good. It's so good. And like I'm really the way that the author writes is like she'll set you up for something and you think it happens and then it doesn't like she's like, psych, I knew that this was gonna happen. And then the one time you need that, she doesn't do it to you. <laughs> like oh no. It's so that doesn't happen until the second book. Okay. But, like, the one time I needed her to be, like, psych, she didn't do it. So, like, I'll see videos of people who are, like, after, during Crooked Kingdom, just closing the book. <laughs> like, end it here. Like, that's where it ends. But, no, it's, they're incredible. I'm, I'm excited. Like, it, I think it's my new f- obsession mm-hmm. is this duology. I will talk about it. Seriously, I've not stopped talking about it since we started watching the series. And I'm just like, not to spoil anything for you. And you're just like, I could care less. No, I actually, I really don't have a problem with spoilers. Mm -hmm. Um, Something Karen Petruska said one time is she was like, I don't care about spoilers because the interesting part is how they get there. Which, like, I also agree with. Like, I've realized I actually like knowing the ending before I get there. Like, I knew how Game of Thrones ended when I started watching it. I... I'm one of those people who reads the end of the book before I get there. I don't. And my sister, I think my sister told me she does that. My mom told me to do that a while ago. I don't like this quality about me, but it's a, I think it's a fine quality. Because I'm not patient. I think um, it's fine. But, yeah. And you can just ask me, I'll tell you. Yeah, so I, um, I don't mind spoilers. Um, I care, like, I want some things to be a surprise, but... I'll keep things overall, a surprise. I, um... I'm cool with them. I was talking to a few uh, during high school. I used to be really bad about spoiling things. (laughs) Sophomore year of high school is when the first Maze Runner movie came out. Mm Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I was really excited because I really liked it. And that is a lot of where my, like, obsession, some of my, like, book series obsessions start. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I read the books. I read the trilogy. And I really liked it. And (laughs) I watched The Scorch Trial 
movie. I had, like, read the book a couple of days before just to, like, refresh myself about what happened. And then I watched the movies. And I went home the next day and was eating lunch with my mom. And I was just, like, recounting everything that happened. And she was like, what is wrong with your brain? Mm -hmm. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, how are you able to remember so much stuff? And I was like, because I'm passionate. Mm -hmm. And so now when I, like, read, when I had to take tests because I don't take tests anymore with my major, Mm -hmm. I would be like, I'm just going to read this sheet like it's a book, Mm -hmm. and then it just stays in my brain. Nice. And so I have so much just, like, random book knowledge about things that that I don't need, but it's just there. Nice. And I can call upon it, and I, like, I just... I don't want to be that person that's, like, reading is my personality, (laughs) but it's so much of, like, what I enjoy I'm here for it. I like it. I mean, I feel you. Journalism is about 75% of my personality, <laughs> so I feel you. I love it but so much. Yeah, I'm really excited to read Six of Crows. I'm excited to finish the two books I am reading. Um, no, listen. Although Invisible Life one. of Addie LaRue might happen after I finish Six of Crows. I think you should finish Six of Crows. <laughs> if, you f- if you do finish that and need to borrow my copy of Crooked Kingdom, let me know. Okay. This, for audio listeners. <laughs> she, she holds up I'm this. currently holding up two books. Sense of Style is a daytime book. Mm-hmm. I cannot read this when I'm going to bed because no, it's yeah. essentially academic reading. Yeah. But it's really interesting. Six of Crows is like, I'll read this when I go to bed. Yeah. Do you, so like, do you highlight your sex, Sense of Style? Do you highlight all of your books? Mm, no. Just like, like I, this one I am because I'm like trying to gain skills right. from reading it. But um, when I'm reading fiction, uh, it, it depends. I've done it both ways. Usually I don't annotate until the second time I read a book. Yeah, that's what I did. I annotate, like, I've never annotated fiction books before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or if I have to write a book report about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't even, I don't mind, like, writing in my, like, um, um my school books, like, my mm-hmm. textbooks and stuff, because I think that that's the place where you need to have, like, some conversation with the text. Yeah. Um, but for my fiction books, I've, I haven't ever annotated, um, and I, I tried to Google, like, how people annotate, and everybody's like, you just have to kind of do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I've just started, like, highlighting or putting sticky notes down for, like, my favorite parts. Yeah, that's what I do. And, like, my favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. So, like, my, my copy of, Songs of Song of Achilles, um, first off, incredible book. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I have, like, stickies, like, every other page. <laughs> There's, like, a sticky note. And so I just go back and, like, read the parts yeah. that I really enjoy or the quotes or whatever. Yeah. Um. But I've never, like, I used to never annotate my books, and now I do. And it's a lot of fun. I like annotating. When I, every book I can think of that I have annotated, I did it on the second read. Yeah. Or if I'm, I used to read on my Kindle a lot, Mm -hmm. but my Kindle doesn't work anymore. That's so sad. Um, And I used to always highlight on the first read. Um, But the only books I can think of that I, like, know I annotated in were The Hunger Games, Divergent, and High Society. Because those are the (laughs) books I have I've read all of them more than once. Yeah. I annotated, that's what I did. I annotated on, like, on my my app, and then when I bought the physical copies, I had to, like, reread the book so I could go through and match nice. where the bits were. But, yeah. Annotating is fun. I enjoy annotating. But, yeah. So, that's what we're currently up to. I have just a little thing that are movies that are about writing and journalism. Okay. <laughs> that I wanted to recommend to bring us back to the screen for a sec. <laughs> You're like, let's let's re- reconnect just, it. If you want some good journalism movies. Okay. Journalism movies are like baseball movies in my mind. You can't go wrong with them. They're all good. <laughs> because I've never seen a baseball movie I didn't like. And I've never seen a journalism movie I didn't okay. like. Okay. So, and I don't like baseball. But, so, here's some movies to 
watch. Put them on, write them down. Spotlight. It's okay. about the Catholic priest scandal in Boston and the journalist who reported on it. It's phenomenal. It won Best Picture in like 2015. It's really good and it has an all-star cast. All the President's Men is about Watergate and the two reporters at the Washington Post who broke that story. Um, and Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman are in it. It's an old movie, but it's a good movie. Good Night and Good Luck is about Edward R. Murrow, who is an icon broadcaster journalist extraordinaire who also went to washington state university um <laughs> george clooney wrote and directed the movie and robert downey jr is also in it the post is about not watergate but the pentagon papers which are two things that are very linked in okay. history um and it has tom hanks and meryl streep in it mm -hmm. bombshell is about the scandals of sexual assault at fox news it has, yes. it has Three. Megan, Megan Kelly. Charlize Theron plays Megan Kelly and looks exactly like her. And then Nicole Kidman and Margot Robbie are also in it. Almost Famous is about a rock journalist who is also like 15, which isn't accurate. But anyways, he gets sent on a tour bus with a rock band. Oh my god, yeah, okay. It's really good. Yeah. And then Zodiac is about the Zodiac that serial killer. That movie is so long. It's so long. It's so scary. It's so good. <laughs> And it's about the um, comic artist and journalist who knows a lot about the cold case. Incredible. Quick fire. Boop, boop, pew, 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 pew. Writing pew. journalism recommendations. Pew. Um, good adaptations of books that are films. Mm -hmm. The Okay. So, series of... I feel like Netflix has done it right. Series of Unfortunate Events. It's a good-ass TV mm -hmm. show. Shadow and Bone. Great. Great. Hunger Games. I haven't read Hunger Games, but everybody I've talked to has said that, like, that's one of their favorite movie adaptations. The first two movies are great. The second two are boring. Well, I can't say, <laughs> I can't say both of them because I've only seen half of Maki Chick. <laughs> but what's crazy is I was obsessed with the Hunger Games. Like, yeah. I have read all three of those books at least three times each. I've never read them. And they're really, really good. I bought them. They're in my room. They're at home. They're great. You should give them a read I'll give them. I'll give them a read. I'll, I'll give them a roll. A but role? yeah. A so, role. yeah, I would agree with that. Hunger Games is good. Um, Anyways, yeah. others. Um, I think Shadow Boat is great. I think I think the Maze Runner series did a pretty good job of the characters and less about this. If I was gonna have to like give it credit where it's due, they did a really good job with the characters and the way that the characters develop throughout the series. Um, the storyline is really different, and obviously they're like aged up, which mm -hmm. like Percy Jackson like also did. Mm -hmm. Um. Which sucks because there's a reason that the characters are the age that they are. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the characters are great. The plot is pretty good. There are some aspects that like I wish that happen in the book that don't happen in the movies. Mm -hmm. Like one of the points of the book is like when the walls don't close, the the grievers come in and like take a kid every night and like suck them up with their like gelatin like their body oh and that's like an important point of the plot because it's the reason that they decide to leave the glade not just because they're like oh we got to get out mm -hmm. um so that's that um but and then like obviously percy jackson is like the og complaint about a movie being or a book being turned into a mm -hmm. movie because they didn't know the assignment <laughs> <laughs> like, one of my friends from high school is like a massive Percy Jackson fan. Like yeah, it was I'm a huge Percy Jackson her fan. Life when we were in high school, and I know she's still really into it now. And I have not read the books. Mm -hmm. I've seen the movie. I enjoyed the movie, and yeah. she did say that the movie is good when you don't compare it to right. the book. That's how. That's generally how like most book series yeah. into movies have been. It's like if you don't compare, if you see it as like an outside like 
embodiment of the book but like the source material is right there Mm -hmm. just use it Mm -hmm. like it's all there for you you don't have to do that much yeah you just have to make it come to life like it can't be that hard Mm -hmm. um so like it kind of defeats the point of like a movie adaptation Mm -hmm. the giver is also a really good one from book to movie that's a book that i haven't read in a hot second yeah one of my favorite book to movie adaptations that i kind of forget about sometimes um but it's one of my favorite books ever is Ready Player One. Yes. And that, that one's really that good. movie is totally different from the book. Yes, it is. But the themes stay the same. Mm-hmm. And the movie is really good. <laughs> yeah. Have you start have you read Ready Player Two? No, because everyone told me not to. It's okay. So I got it. Um so my mom and I do this thing where we would listen to like audiobooks together and Ready Player One is one that she was like, You need to listen to it. And I was like, Bet. And she's like, Well written um like does the audiobook which like I think audiobooks are such a great form of like book consumption Mm -hmm. um but she's like read it and I was like okay um and I loved it and I watched the movie and then I got the second one and I was like ugh. yeah I've just heard it's bad like I couldn't even get through the first two chapters it felt like he just wrote it just to write it and he was like the way he started it was not very like exciting that sucks and it's like you had this per- like this incredible world that you had yeah set up. ready like, player one is like a perfect book it, it truly is it's so good and it's got like a bunch of like nods to, like the 90s and everything yeah. and it just makes you feel good yeah. and the movie's really good too and i kind of like that it's different it keeps you on your toes um yeah. and steven spielberg directed it yeah which is pretty cool but um but yeah, Ready Player One is one of my favorite books. I loved it so much. It's one of my mom's much. favorite books, too. I got it for her for Christmas yeah, a while ago. I read it in between my senior year of high school and my freshman, freshman year of college. college. It's a great, yeah. it's a good one. I always forget that it's a movie. Yeah, I think the OG book-to-movie adaptation I constantly think of, because it, they were the books that got me into reading in the first place is Harry Potter. Yeah. You can't, like, you can't go wrong. The books are good, the movies are good. Have you ever done a Harry Potter marathon? Yeah. I did one in elementary school, and then it's I, exhausting. I went to one in middle school, and I had to leave before we finished the last movie. Uh-huh. So I like went home the day of and rented it, nice, and like sat and was like half asleep, and I was like, I gotta finish this yeah. movie. I read the books in fifth grade. It's what got me to read independently, yeah, like for fun. Um, and at the time, the sixth movie had just come out, and the seventh was about to. So I was trying. To finish the book series before the seventh movie came out. Mm. So the only book I read without the context of the movie first was Deathly Hollows, which was cool. Yeah. I tried to read it. I couldn't get into it. I feel like you need to be younger to read it. Yeah. Well, I read it in like my dad read high school. Mm-hmm. I think is when I read them because like one of my friends was like, there's such a good series. And I'm like, okay, like it's a movie, it's everything, whatever. Um, and I. I've said this before, and I will say it again. I hate when characters are put in positions, and they're, like, their entire character, you're, like, there's no way that they're going to get out of it, and the author's, like, surprise, here's, like, this random thing that helps them. And it's, like, no, you've already established that that doesn't work for the character. Now you're just lying to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of Harry Potter's mm-hmm. experiences are just, like, he just happens yeah, to, like, save himself. I think I read the first one, and I was, like... He just happens to know how to, like, defend himself against Voldemort. He just hap like, Mm -hmm. so I was like, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I can respect that people enjoy it. I love Harry Potter. I don't know if I could reread it. It's something I want to read with my kids when I have kids. But as an, as adult Riley, I'll just watch the movies. (laughs) Like, the films just hit different. They save time. Anyways, so let's get into the questions. I'm so excited about these questions. How many books do you currently own? Uh, The answer is, I don't know. Um, well. Quite a few. So here's the thing. Um, 
I started a spreadsheet. So I have all of my books, my fiction and nonfiction, and also my um, textbooks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am at 206. Nice. Yeah. I don't know how many. I have two full bookcases at home. Yeah. My sister. I guess it's more like one and a half. So my sister's at 214 and I'm at 206. And that is. <laughs> are you counting the books on your desk? Yeah. I currently have 10 books here. <laughs> I have I have two white cubes full of books. Nice. And then my sister packed up my room for when I move home. Um, and she's like, the only things I packed up were books. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I am at the point in my life where I have more books than I have shelf space. And I'm happy with that. Nice. I want to eventually, I want to be one of those people who has an office that's just a wall oh of God, bookshelves. Me too. Yeah. Uh, that's the dream. My books at home, I color coordinated when I was living at home for quarantine and they're so pretty and amazing when I'm at home they are my zoom background (laughs) I you know I've gone back and forth I had my books color coordinated for a while um and then I've started like organizing based off based off of theme Mm -hmm. so like I have all my oh my god this is so stupid I so I'm not a fan of hardcover books Mm -hmm. I like paperbacks I have a hard time finishing them um I don't know why it's I don't know they're heavy yeah (laughs) my hand hurts you can't bend it (laughs) exactly um it's more palpable yeah it's paperback but so um my friend got me the Percy Jackson books for my birthday sophomore year Mm -hmm. um which was lovely she got me the whole like and the original old covers too um and I I just hate hardcovers Mm -hmm. so I I've bought all of the old covers in paperback um from thrift stores Mm mm-hmm and I finally got the last, the Olympian, nice. the last one last weekend. So I have all of them in paperback. Amazing. With like the beautiful colored spines. Mm-hmm. And then I bought these like really cool dust sleeves for the hardcovers. So I'll have the colored ones in paperback and like these like, like visually pleasing nice. hardcovers. I'm so excited to like put my books together. <laughs> and then I bought like the Six of Crows and the Crooked Kingdoms like, um, collector's edition books Mm -hmm. and they're hardcovers but they're so beautiful they're like engraved on the front and it's like the pages are colored on like the the sides yeah oh my god i love it so much the only book series i would rebuy because the one that's currently on my bookshelf is my mom's um is harry potter yeah i would i want the all the old covers in hardback yeah just because they're gorgeous i also want all the illustrated versions yeah i have two of them i have yeah. prisoner of azkaban and goblet of fire illustrated but yeah harry potter for me yeah i think when i go home i'm gonna spend like a good amount of time organizing because i have all the percy jackson ones and i have like quite a few like greek mythology themed mm-hmm. books and then i have like a fair collection of like harry not harry potter a fair collection of like peter pan and peter pan retellings mm-hmm. that i'll probably put all nice. together so it'll just be like a nice little little thing and then like oh my god the barnes and noble collectible books do you have any of those ones? Oh, my God, they're so. Oh wait, pretty. yes, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I don't have my, any, but they're pretty. My mom got me the Treasure Island. Oh, Treasure Island, that's a good book. Nice. She got me one of that one for Christmas a few years ago, and it's it's like the pages are like gold. Ooh, Ugh, it's so good. Nice. But yeah, I got sidetracked. Yeah, two hundred and six books. That's nice. how many I have. I have a bookcase and a half. Is my final answer. Bookcase and a half. Okay. You should. It's fun to like go through. I know. Like, I wish I knew how many. It was really fun to sort them all. Yeah. But yeah. So let's do. How many books are you currently reading? Um, for me, the answer is two, and as of tonight, the answer will be three. I am not currently reading any books. I'll probably start a new one now that I don't have any classes to do. Um, I'll probably start reading Shadow and Bone, nice. so probably one. I am reading Sense of Style, 
The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue and Six of Crows. Yeah. I'm om- and about to be Six of Crows. I'm almost done with The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. I yeah. think I have 60 pages I don't, left. I don't like to read more than one book at once. If I can't I finish... I usually don't. Yeah. If I can't finish the one book, then it's like, I'll just stop for a little bit and let my brain reset. Yeah. I think since, at least Sense of Style and Addie LaRue are so different. Yeah. I also haven't read Addie LaRue since winter break (laughs) that's fair so that happened last semester too i read a book during like july and august i didn't finish it when i came back to school and then i finished it in december i love that for you it's called beach read it's a cheesy romance it's cute i enjoyed it (laughs) you're like Um, it's fine okay choose a couple books you read but didn't enjoy um damn let's see Everything I can think of that I've read that I didn't enjoy, I read in high school. Yeah, I will. I've started a few and I bought... If I, I don't bought, like it, I stop reading it. Yeah, that's the thing. So I bought Lore, which is a Greek mythology-based book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started it, and then I couldn't get through the first chapter, so I stopped reading it. And then I'm trying to, like, picture my bookshelf. Oh, I so sophomore year, I got... Uh, I ruptured my eardrum. And I got a concussion, so I couldn't do a lot. So I listened to audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And I started this book that's called EXO. And it's like a YA book. It's super weird. But I got the second one, and I just couldn't read it. So I don't know how yeah. the, I don't know how the duology Actually, ends. Actually, I can think of one book. I started it. It's a book that everyone loves. Okay. And I just couldn't get into it. Like, I didn't really have any problems with it. I just couldn't get into it. And it's Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, my God. I started that one, too. Yeah, In high I school, couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I have a bunch of them on, like, my can- on my phone that, like, I've rented through the library and I just mm-hmm. couldn't read. I got this one book over break that was about this kid who got put in jail. Mm-hmm. And, like, the most, it's, like, an underground jail. And I got halfway through it and then I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I, I returned it and I was like, all right, I'm done. I am notorious for starting and not finishing books. Yeah, I'm not. I usually finish them, but if I just can't get lot, into it, yeah. I've gotten a lot better about it because if... I read so little now that... You'll take what you can get. Yeah, that, like, I very meticulously pick what I'm going to read. And That's fair. And make sure that, like, I know I'm... Like, everything I've read in college, I've loved. Like, I would... And I, I could probably count all the books on my two hands. On your hands. But, um, yeah, I loved them. So let's do a cover by. Does I that mean ha- like that you looked at the cover and that's why you bought it? Yes, I have an immediate answer. Okay. It's called Speechless. It's a YA book that I read either in middle school or, like, my freshman year of high school. It was when I was reading a lot more than I do now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an all-white cover, and then the word speechless is embossed. It's, like, stamped into it. So, like... That's so cool. The word... You can only see... The word is, like, the same color as the page, but it um, sticks out, which is why you can read it. Mm -hmm. The book's really good. I... Well, I don't know if I'd say that now, but I enjoyed it when I was 15 and read it. And that's my answer for that. So I bought um, the best known works of Robert Louis Stevenson at page 42. Nice. um, Which is the, he's the author of um, Dr. Jacqueline Missile Hyde. He, and he also wrote Treasure Island. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to find the name of it. I bought this book at um, (laughs) the, the ARC. It's called, oh, it's called the Bloodline Cipher. It's like the third book in a series haven't picked it up. Haven't found the other covers. <gasps> That's really cool. Yeah. It looks cooler in person. Um, yeah. I bought it. Um, it's about a spy. It looked cool as hell. The, like, cover has, like, a Hydra-esque image on it. And it's, like, uh, perforated so you can feel it. Mm-hmm. I bought it. It was, nice. like, a buck fifty, And I was like, cool. I need this book. Um, so that's the the, la- the most recent cover buy nice. that I had. 
Let's do um, a book. You won. You won, but hate the cover. Oh, a book you maybe it's supposed to say a book you love but hate the cover. Um, I don't know how I got one. <laughs> my sister. Or uh, I bet it's supposed to say own. Uh, <laughs> that would make more sense. Um, my sister bought me. Um, so when I first bought the Maze Runner series, I bought the Scorch Cri- Trial and the Death Cure first mm-hmm. because I found the Scorch Trial online illegally and I read it after finishing the sec the first one. Um, and then I was like, I have to get the third one. I need to know what happens because the Scorch Trial leaves on like a little bit of a uh, cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sister bought me, uh, the Maze Runner movie cover mm-hmm. for my birthday, and I returned it because I was like, it doesn't match the rest of my covers. I hate movie covers for books. I'm not a fan. I'm, so I just usually, uh, return, like, I traded my sister, um, what's the one with Amelia Clark with the, the guy who- Me um, before you. That one, I gave my sister that cover after I found the one with, like, the non-movie nice. cover. Um, the only book that has the movie cover that I don't mind is my copy of Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have... My, like, guilty pleasures reads are Nicholas Sparks books. Yeah. I love them. A Walk to Remember is such a good book. Yeah. I have the movie cover of Safe Haven, and I don't love the cover. I love... It's, like, one of those books that's, like, really short and really thick. Yeah. And, um, I loved the book. The cover's dumb. But, yeah. That one, and then... One of my favorite books I read in high school I bought. It's called A Separate Piece. The cover's not cute, but the book's really good. <laughs> um, next. A book you haven't read in years. A Separate Piece. A se- I read it my sophomore <laughs> year of high school. It's really, really, really good. It has Dead Poet Society vibes. vibes. I love that. Um, I haven't read Perks of Being a Wallflower in a hot second. I was going through my books over Christmas break, um, <laughs> and I was like flipping through Perks of Being a Wallflower, I've restarted the book like six times, mm-hmm. and there are different points where I put a new bookmark because I didn't realize I was already reading the book. Mm-hmm. So I like, because I don't use like bookmarks, I use like the receipt usually or like mm-hmm. some scrap of paper or something. Um, and so, like, there's like a, a ring uh, holder, and then there's like a random picture strip, and then there's like a receipt, mm-hmm. and then there's like the handle of a spoon all throughout the book <laughs> that, like, mark when I started it, like, uh-huh. and then just forgot nice. <laughs> I've been reading it. So that's one I haven't read in, like, a hot second. I, a separate piece is one of them. I read it in school, in high school, and I loved it. It's the only book I read in high school where I read ahead of schedule. I love that um, And then Catching Fire is my favorite game in the, my favorite. Game of numbers. My favorite book in the Hunger Games trilogy, and I've read it three times mm-hmm. and i love that book i haven't read it since i was probably a sophomore when in you, high school when you restart a book and like if you read a book a series again mm-hmm. do you just read whichever book you want to read at that moment or do you mm-hmm. restart the series i just read whichever one i want to read the only things i've reread are the hunger games divergent and high society like those are the only books i can think of that i've read more than once okay um and with hunger games I've read the whole series, I think, three times through, and I think I've read Catching Fire four times, because Catching Fire is my favorite book. Yeah. And then with High Society, I think I read them all in order the same amount of times, but the first book's my favorite book, so I've read it the most. Same with Divergent. Like, the first Divergent book is your favorite. my favorite, so. Yeah. Is that your all-time favorite book series? All-time favorite book series? Yeah. My favorite book series, or we skipped one. What? Did we? A book you, you will always, always recommend. recommend. Ready Player One. Um, that book's a masterpiece. Treasure Island nice. is one of my favorite. I, uh, well, okay. 
in middle school, I don't know how like your school did it, but our last period was usually one of those periods that we would like have to go to a different class or to get like, if you needed help with like math or something, mm-hmm. that's what you like did. Like homeroom? Yeah. Um, and I was put in like this group that just went and read books mm-hmm. and Treasure Island was one of the books we Ooh, read. Cool. Um, and then there's a movie with Eddie Lizard in it. It's like a Amazon, not a movie, it's a TV series. Mm-hmm. It's really good and it's really close to like the book. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie adaptation. Nice. It's Treasure Island. Um, and like the Muppet one is okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Treasure Island is one that I always suggest. I always recommend. Always lately. Two of the books I've read in the last year that I read, I read them really fast and I loved them. They're both by Taylor Jenkins Reid and I've been telling like everyone and their mother to read it. <laughs> um, and that's The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I've seen that one. It's so Is it? Good. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it documents the history of this like old timey actress um, and it's really, 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 really good and uh, go into it not knowing a lot because it makes it a lot more interesting. Good. Okay. Um, and I knew next to nothing going into reading Perfect. it. Perfect. It was awesome. And then the other book is Daisy Jones and the Six, which is the most unique book I think I've read because it's told through interview style. So it's not like a straight up narrative like this or like a normal book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's told as if the author was interviewing the members of this band and they're telling their truths of this story. So, like, it'll have a quote from Daisy, her telling the story, and then the next guy in the band will come in and totally contradict what she said, because that's how the truth works. Right. Like, people have different interpretations of what happened. Yeah. And that's how she tells the story, and it's so cool. And this is a fake band. They are not real. It's heavily based on Fleetwood Mac, though. Um, it's so good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Those are I'm the gonna... two... I recommend those two, and I recommend Ready Player One. Yeah. I think those are the best three books I've read in the last five years. Yeah, Treasure Island is one I always recommend. Peter Pan is always... Peter Pan is, like, a hit or miss, though, um, is one I always recommend. And then, like, the Six of Crows duology is what I've recommended lately. Mm-hmm. Um, like, at work, they were like, give us book recommendations. I was like, Six Crows. The banter's good. It's a heist plot. The characters are unpredictable. Um, and it's got, like, a really good found family trope, mm-hmm. which I am a sucker for a good found family, found family trope. Nice. But, yeah, those are the books I always recommend. And... Um, I also really loved the book Paper Towns. I didn't read that one. I it's read... not, like, it's definitely the one everyone's like, I didn't like that one as I much read out Looking of John for, Green's books. I read Looking for Alaska, which is also a TV series on Hulu that I didn't mm-hmm. finish. but Not because it wasn't good, just because I forgot about mm-hmm. it. But Looking for Alaska is one of my favorite ones. Yes, yeah, but Paper Towns is also one of my favorite books, and I think people should give it more of a chance. <laughs> okay. But, okay, all-time favorite book series. So here's the thing. I have, like, five of them. Cliche answers. Or mine. Um, I have, so I have um, one that I read this year, which is Defy the Fates, which is one of my favorite, well, it's Defy the Stars. It's actually called the Constellation Series. <laughs> um, but it's about this girl named Naomi, and she is lives on the planet Genesis, and it's, like, years like decades in the future mm-hmm. where earth is starting to fall apart because of global warming and so earth wants to live on genesis because they're both in, they're similar inhabitants um and she meets this android his name is abel and he's been stuck in a spaceship for 30 years and she happens to he, she cool. happens she happens upon him um during a fight because like mechs and robots are used by earth to try to take mm-hmm. over genesis one of my favorite books. That little robot boy has my heart <laughs> completely. Um, that's a series. Percy Jackson, always a good recommendation. Um, Six of Crows <laughs> <laughs> duology. And then um, the Carve the Mark duology 
It's Carve the Mark and Divide the Fates. Defy the Fate? No, Divide the Fates. And it's um, written by Veronica Roth, who oh, wrote cool. the Divergent series. Nice. And it's really good. It's about nice. Akos and... Um, I can't remember the, her name, but it's about this kid named Akos and another girl, and they're, like, enemies, mm-hmm. and they have the ability to have these powers, yeah. and it's a whole thing, and it's really good. It's like an enemy slover book, too, nice. so I'm a fan of that trope as well. I would say my favorite book series, I would say Harry Potter, but the read the re-readability of it is what makes it not my favorite. That's fair. My favorite book series of all time is The Hunger Games. <laughs> is it? I love that. Because I read it, when did I read it? my freshman year of high school and i it's the only book i've read more than three times yeah um it's so good there's a reason it was hyped up as much as it was like it's phenomenal i made both my parents read it and they loved it and like i was i was like properly obsessed with the hunger games when i was younger and now like i don't think about it at all but um i love the hunger games i honestly should reread it because i think i would get something different out of it now than i did then but and i would have I love Divergent. Like, I was really into it, but the last book is absolute trash. I got my mom the Divergent series. Maybe I'll give that a read. I do find when I reread things that I am, like, reading it, and I'm like, I just want it to get to this one mm-hmm. part. So I don't I don't know, remember them last time. That's not true. I reread um, Defy the, the World, which is the second one mm-hmm. in the Defy the Stars series, because I just got them, and mm-hmm. I just bought the physical copies. Nice. So I just re- reread it. I was like marking it. I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just read this. Mm-hmm. And I did. And it was great. The last book I reread was probably Catching Fire. It's been a while since I've reread a book. But um, yeah, I loved Divergent and Insurgent. I thought they were awesome. And Allegiant is not good at all. Just read the first two. Don't read the last one. Do you it's think, bad. It's do you really think bad. That, like the dystopian trope is worn out? Yeah. Like you remember how we were talking about like the Groundhog Day trope mm-hmm. is more like friendly to Mm -hmm. do you think the dystopian trope is just i'm you're are you over it yeah i think i was so into it when i was younger that i can't get back into it yeah because i think the only dystopian i read was the maze runner i Mm. didn't because i didn't read the hunger games or divergent yeah i mean i saw the movies i didn't see either of the divergent movies that were made and i don't think i ever will um and I didn't see the last two, I didn't see Mocking J Part 1 or 2 because, it, well, it was my least favorite book and I was over it. I think I uh, was way too into dystopia for a long yeah. time. And now, and then I was just like, nah. Nah. But I just now don't I'm know getting how you would fantasy. Yeah, I just don't know how you would, like, do dystopian that's not already been done. Yeah. But yeah, The Hunger Games, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I bought, I found a box set at Goodwill. Nice. And I bought them. So nice. I was like, you should read them. Okay, where do you read? Um, I read in my bed. In my bed, I actually have this really bad habit of staying up way too late reading, and my mom will come into my room and be like, "Put your phone away, mm-hmm. stop reading, and go to bed." I've also gotten text messages from my sister at like three a.m. where yeah. she's like, "Go to bed," and I'm like, "I'm actually in the middle of a chapter right now." Yeah, I read in my bed and I read on the couch. But funnily enough, the place I read the best, and the reason why I read best on when I'm on vacation is because I read really well in the car. I can't, you know what? That's super interesting because yeah. I can't read in the car. I, I read super well in the that's car. That's why I'm like on a audi- plane. Yeah, that's why I like audiobooks because yeah. I can't read in the car. Because I don't have anything else to concentrate on when oh. I'm moving. Yeah. And um, so my brain is able to only concentrate on it. I yeah. think that's the problem I have reading like for fun when 
I'm in school is my brain's all over yeah. the place all the time. No, uh, because I um, viscerally react and, like, mimic the characters, I read mostly in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I told you this story. I was reading the car- the um, Divide the Fates book, and this, like, s- something happens that, like, I wasn't expecting to happen um, without any spoilers. <laughs> and... I literally got up out of my bed and, like, ran into my living room. And I was like, you will not believe what just happened. Because <laughs> my mom read the first one. Actually, a lot of recommendations that I've been getting from my mom lately have been really good. Because she's kind of figured out, like, what books, like, what ty- styles I like. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was like, do you want to know what happens? And she's like, sure. And I was like, oh, my God. And I went on probably, like, a 20-minute rant about what had happened. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, can you calm down? <laughs> And I was like, no, I can't because this is really important to me because me and these characters, we're friends now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in each other's life. They don't know that about, like, I know about them now and now we're best friends. <laughs> and so, like, I need to tell you what happened yeah. and how it affected me so much. Yeah. Okay, the last two books you've given a five-star review to. Here's the thing. I'm going to give you four because those are the last four books I've read in the last <laughs> two years. Because I've read four books since sophomore year of college actually should i just do all the books i've read in college because yeah, that only me, talks on actually like yeah give me all the books you've read okay in college. well freshman year i read ready player one right before i came okay awesome during freshman year i read this book during school which i thought was impressive of me i read turtles all the way down by john green i've heard that book's really good it's it's really good i enjoyed it a lot i love john green's writing and i love john green so mm-hmm. it worked um and then that summer i don't think i read anything if i did i don't remember it and then sophomore year on vacation um over christmas break i read one day in december which is such a good like little romance book it's Mm -hmm. great to read in december because it's called one day in december (laughs) um and some major plot points happen around christmas um so i really enjoyed that book a lot i would give it five stars it was really sweet and very compelling and i thoroughly enjoyed it um then i read did i read any books over the next i must not have read any books over the next summer because I was working all summer. Um, and then over Christmas break, last junior year, I read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which is amazing. One of my favorite books ever. Loved it. Um, Madison recommended me that book and Daisy Jones and the Six. Um, so I will take any book recommendation from her now. Yeah. Um, that book's really good. Daisy Jones and the Six is so, 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 so good. It, it also just hits all my interests. Right. So I loved that book. And then... I think that was the last book. Oh, and I read Beach Read over the last summer. And I really enjoyed that, too. Look at me go. I read two books Look at you. between May and December of 2020. That's like a new record yeah. for me. So over, okay, Thanksgiving break, I read Carve the Mark and Defy the Fate, or uh, Divide the Fates. And then I read Defy the Stars, Defy the Worlds, Defy the Fates. I read um, Red, White, and Royal Blue. I read... We were li- we were liars. I read. I think that's like the general. And then this last year, I've read, the Song of Achilles, Six of Crows, The Cooked Kingdom. What else have I read? I'm trying to like look at my think of my bookshelf. I've only read three books this year. That can't be right. <laughs> that's not right. It might be though. Haven't you read Song of Achilles twice? I've read Song of Achilles like three times. Yeah, it's. I think it's so beautifully written, and it's just, like, a really good book. Because mm-hmm. I just, I just love romance. It's so good. <laughs> um, I read White and Royal Blue. I've read a couple times, too. Yeah. Oh, I read Vicious. 
I read, oh, I read a book called Suicide Notes. Um, that wasn't great, um, but it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I did buy, I bought Suicide Notes, and then I wrote, bought Suicide Notes of Beautiful Girls mm -hmm. at the same time at Barnes & Noble. And my sister, because I went to Barnes and & Noble, and I was like, five books, that's all you get. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you want more than five, like, no more than five, but if you want a different one, you have to, like, negotiate. Mm -hmm. It's like, put another one back. Because I don't need to spend, like, $300 at Barnes & Noble. Mm -hmm. um, and so I bought Suicide Notes for Beautiful Girls, and I bought Suicide Notes. And then I found Suicide Notes for Beautiful Girls at Goodwill. So I took the one to Barnes & Noble back. Mm -hmm. And I only, like, I made, like, a $7 profit. Nice. Um, but, like, the cash register was, like, looking at me, and he looked a little concerned. <laughs> you good? He's like, <laughs> basically, that's what he said. So I read that one. Um, I also read... I haven't, I haven't read it in a while, but I've read It's Kind of a Funny Story. That's a mm. good one. I have that book. I've watched the movie. It's a good movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know that I've read any books, like, a lot. But, no, I have read Song of Achilles, like, like three times. Yeah. Because I I think the way that uh, Madeline Miller wrote it is beautiful. I need to read that because everyone is talking about it. It's like, I was reading it, and I was like, you're not going to be sad. You know how the Trojan War happens, and you know what happens to Achilles and... um. I'm like, psych, you are going to be sad. But it's not, it's not the, like, the death scene that's sad. It's the, like, post. The aftermath. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, now they can, like, hang out together, meet together. And mm -hmm. then she's like, actually, no. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that's, that's fine. Uh, yeah, no worries. I'll be. Oh, I read, um, what is it called? A fuck. It's about a girl who's a witch. <laughs> that narrows it down so much. Oh, Serpent and Dove. I read that one, too. Nice. Um, I started a book journal on my iPad. Mm -hmm. I was going to, like, do, like, buy stuff. And then I was like, I paid money for Procreate. And I can put pictures on Procreate. Mm -hmm. So I'll just put it on my iPad. Nice. And so that's where a lot of my books are. Nice. And then I can get, like, little fan art and put it in there. I like so that. So I just have, like, a page of, like, six of, crow, like, crow fan art, fan art because I I love them. Mm -hmm. they are, they're really cool. They're so, they're so cool. Like, it's like Danny Ocean with magic. Magic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Listen. I think Danny Ocean is one of the coolest characters <laughs> in cinema. Like, I have seen Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven is up there in the movies I've seen way too many times but i think that's also because it's a movie my parents always watch yeah i think six of, i think shadow and bone like we're, we're watching it we'll probably finish it this week and i will probably rewatch it this weekend yeah I, I i see myself rewatching it for sure like just multiple times mm -hmm. uh, any except for the fact that they how they say the money <laughs> i can't let it go the goat is like the most important character in the entire movie show show it's yeah <laughs> It's, I, we watched it so condensed that it, my brain is like, it's a movie. <laughs> but, yeah. Good stuff. I love... We just spent the whole podcast recommending, but do you have anything else to recommend? Um, fuck. Uh, Beautiful Creatures is a good book mm. series. That one has, uh, some, some good yeah. plot twists in it. Um, what else? I've said it twice, I'll say it a third time, read Daisy Jones and the Six. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an incredible book um i don't know i've yeah i i just go on tiktok and they're like here are all these books and i'm like all right i do have like on my spreadsheet where i have all of my books listed i have a list that just says books to read and there's like nice. 218 of them yeah and 
I have not tackled a lot of them. I have a stack of ten books sitting on my nightstand that I need to tackle. Yeah, but it'll be summer soon, and then we can mm-hmm. do it then. Exactly. But no, yeah, I, any of the books that we talked about, those are books that we recommend, we recommend I think, that mm-hmm. that is, that's a solid way to look at it. Yes. Thanks, thanks for talking about books with me. Yeah. I, I was so excited when you suggested this. <laughs> I know, I was really excited about it, too. I really like talking about books, even though I feel like... Uh, it doesn't seem like I love <laughs> books. I promise I do. I just don't read that often. It's, it's, listen. It's just it, how my brain works. Yeah, I just got out of my reading slump. So. Yeah. I I probably haven't, like, read for enjoyment since, like, senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Just because college is hard. College is hard, but yeah. Hopefully I'll have more time in the near future. Yeah. Yay. All okay. right, go team. Go, go 